0: Hiya, babe. Hiya, kid. Boy, it's sure good you came to see me.
1: Well, when I heard that one of my fans wasn't feeling well, I stopped the podcast and came to see him.
0: You didn't have to do that for me, babe. I'm a goner. Mom says I got rickets of the blood and my skeleton is backwards in my body.
1: Now you listen, Johnny. Hear me? Who cares? Listen, kid. I'm going to go back to the podcast studio and I'm going to record a movie review just for you. Just for you, Justin.
0: Jimmy, will you really, babe? Sure, kid. Will you review the Babe Ruth story for me, babe?
1: The Babe Ruth story? I don't know, kid. I mean, that movie is notoriously
0: bad. <laughs> oh my skeleton, babe.
1: Fine, fine. I'll review the Babe Ruth story for you.
0: Gee, thanks, babe. You're swell. What's more human than this little
1: pooch? Don't
0: let Pee-wee die, baby. one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seeding. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that
1: reputation is good or bad. And this time around, it's bad. Right, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I would say that is fair. It is it's, a fair assessment.
0: It's been called one of the worst movies ever made.
1: It has.
0: Yeah, and le- like legit bad, like awful, like bad in every way, right?
1: Like just, uh, just you know what? Not just bad, poor, very poor.
0: Wait, is poor worse than bad?
1: I mean, poorly made.
0: Oh, okay, I guess. I mean, they managed to get images up on the screen.
1: That's true. It is, in a technical sense, a it film. It wasn't
0: a series of stick figures with garbled audio. <laughs>
1: they drew- they just drew animation cells directly on the film strip.
0: <laughs> this is uh- Babe. <laughs> What movie are we reviewing this time around, Steve? Oh,
1: boy. We are reviewing that infamous 1948 sports biopic, The Babe Ruth Story.
0: Biopic? (laughs) I thought that was supposed to be based on actual stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess not always. (laughs)
0: That's right, the Babe Ruth story. It's a story about Babe Ruth. It's right there in the title. The Babe Ruth story. Yeah, we're
1: not spoiling anything for you. That's
0: right. And story in the way it's completely fabricated fiction that does not reflect the real events. They should have had a disclaimer at the beginning from that stupid announcer.
1: (laughs) Please don't think any of this is real. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) Why are we doing the Babe Ruth story? Because we've mentioned it about 40 times in our reviews over the years. We've really slammed the babe over the years as well, and we're both loser baseball fans.
1: That's right. Yeah, we, we, we try to do a baseball movie every year around this time when the Major League Baseball season is getting started. So this Or when ho- it's
0: ending. Sometimes we wait until that's October. That's true. That's
1: true. We, do, we might we might do a World Series one every once in a while. But yeah, uh, this is our baseball movie, The Big yeah. Roof Story.
0: And most of them we liked with the exception of Bull Durham, which Steve didn't really, he was just like, meh. Like, yeah. Eh. Okay. Because I mean, it was more of a romantic comedy than a baseball movie.
1: Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. You're,
0: Even you're, though it got a lot of stuff right about baseball yeah steve's impossible to please
1: i just hate everything (laughs) i'm just filled with hate
0: hey steve you got any trivia for this song bitch a movie
1: i do i have two pieces of trivia for this movie great the first one is depressing oh good um so the real babe ruth uh, attended the premiere of this movie. Yes, he did. And then three weeks later, he died. That's right. Probably of embarrassment. <laughs> no, he didn't. Or cancer. Maybe it was cancer. Uh, the, or the mystery disease in the movie. Yeah, whatever Whatever he has in the movie, which is never <laughs> never named or even explicitly described. Nope. It seems pretty serious, though. Um, the other piece of trivia is a little bit more fun. It's just one of those wacky sort of movie things that happens sometimes when people make movies about real people you know um, how
0: much i love wacky movie things <laughs> wacky
1: movie things that was
0: gonna be the name of this podcast wacky movie things with jason and steve
1: oh there's not too late we could rebrand people <laughs> would love it um and so in in the sequence of the film that uh, depicts babe hitting his 60th home run in 1927 uh uh-huh. um, one of the handful of factual events in the in the film um the the call of that game is shown being done by Mel Allen on the radio, who was of yes. course a legendary baseball broadcaster. Uh-huh. The problem is, in 1927, the real Mel Allen was 14 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, Isn't <laughs> and, that funny how that <laughs> happened. And he was not actually hired as a broadcaster by the Yankees until 1939. So right. by the time the movie came out, Mel Allen by the was time mis- that Yeah,
0: the Babe was retired.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, so by <laughs> so the So he yeah. never
0: called a single game with the he, Babe, he, in it. the,
1: the real Mel. And never actually called anything that Babe Ruth did on the field, but by the time the movie came out, he was the voice of the Yankees, so they put him in the movie, and they said, ah, who cares? They said that about a lot of things.
0: They said, ah, eh, who cares about the entire thing. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the who made it?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, let's get this murderer's row out of the way. Oh, ah, boy. baseball term! I like it. and <laughs> And sarcasm. Uh-huh. It was directed
0: by Roy Del Ruth. He made a lot of movies, none of them were good, including this one. Produced by Ooh. Roy Del Ruth. Same deal, just the same thing I said about the other one. He never really made anything, that you, anything else that you would consider a classic. Can you think of anything?
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really know.
0: It was written by George Callahan, who doesn't even have a link in Wikipedia, and Bob Cons- Considine. Bob Considine. Same deal. Actually, that's not true. They both wrote a bunch of crap. They wrote they wrote a bunch of stuff. Okay, they were they were working in Hollywood as screenwriters, and they got movies. None of them really amounted to much of anything. Yeah. So there you go. Based on the Babe Ruth story, a 1948 novel by Bob Consendine and Babe Ruth. Hmm. Yeah, Babe Ruth was helping write his own story towards the end. It's not the desperate plea of a man who des- who really wanted to rewrite his history right before he died.
1: Why would you say that? Why would you even suggest Why would such a I, yeah.
0: Just, just question like... the
1: babe's integrity <laughs> in such a way. That's just, it's inexcusable.
0: Starring William Bendix as Babe Ruth. Everyone else will know him from Life of Riley, that thing that no one knows about. So I don't know how I started it with everyone else will know about him. When no one, I mean, I know about Life of Riley. You know about Life of Riley, yeah. right, Steve? Yeah. But it's not like it's going down in history as anything great
1: no nor is William Bendix
0: nor is William Bendix Claire Trevor as Claire Hodgson Ruth And you'll know her from Stagecoach and Key Largo and a bunch of other movies. Charles Bickford as Brother Matthias. And you'll remember him from A Star is Born. Not the one we just reviewed, but the one with (laughs) Judy Garland in it. William Frawley as Jack Dunn. And you guys know him as Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy. Rick! Blink, and you'll miss him completely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, He appears for a few delightful minutes, and then he's Uh gone forever.
0: (laughs) Yep. Robert Ellis as Babe Ruth as a boy, who... Uh, apparently goes through a striking very striking change.
1: Yes, not only a not only a growth spurt but a complete body remodeling. Yeah,
0: skeleton is restructured. Shape, I don't know what the
1: shape of a skull radically transforms. <laughs>
0: Sam Levine as Phil Conrad, who uh, was, is like a Broadway legend. He, did, he originated a lot of uh, characters on Broadway, like Nathan Detroit, and, yeah. um, but he was also uh, pretty prevalent in film noir. Nothing terribly uh, not iconic in film noir, but he, was, he did a lot of film noir for whatever reason. Matt Briggs as Colonel Jacob Rupert, lots of stuff. Fred Leitner as Miller Huggins, lots of stuff again. Mark Koenig as himself. Now, he was part of that Murderer's Row that I kind of cynically mentioned at the beginning of this. Murderer's Row was the 1927 team lineup, um, which featured Earl Combs, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, uh, Bob Musil, and uh, Tony Lazeri. Yeah. Um, And they don't mention it at all.
1: No, no, (laughs) they don't.
0: In fact, Mark... They kind of offhandedly mention it. Yeah,
1: it's weird that Mark Koenig is one of the few other real baseball players of Ruth's era. That are even mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mel Allen as himself, as the Yankees sportscaster, um, where he was apparently middle-aged when he was actually 14, as (laughs) we covered earlier.
1: (laughs) The movie's not overly concerned about what age people were.
0: (laughs) H. V. Kaltenborn as himself. He was the CBS. uh, He's a CBS radio commentator, and he's the dude on the television, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uncredited. Frankie Darrow as the newsboy, and you may know him as the voice of Lampwick from Pinocchio. Ooh. Ralph Dunn as Babe Ruth's father. Frank Ferguson as Danny's father. Tommy Ivo as Danny, who grew up to become a drag racer. A very famous drag racer, actually. He well, good He still for acted him. in, like, TV and movies and bit parts, but he became a, a pretty popular drag racer. And Harry Tenbrook as taxicab driver. And Henry Tenbrook, who you'll recognize from a ton of John Ford movies because he was one of John Ford's favorites to cast, not in anything in a major role, but he was always a supporting character. Narrated constantly <laughs> and without a drop of bias by Knox Manning. <laughs> and Steve may recognize him because he was in one of Steve's favorite movies, Destination Moon.
1: Ooh, yes. <laughs>
0: Music by Edward Ward. Cinema- and once again, guys, these are all people that worked in Hollywood, did a lot of movies, nothing else that's really terribly notable. Yeah. Cinematography by Philip Tenera. Edited by Richard hair i'm going to stick with that <laughs> production company roy del ruth productions distributed by uh, allied artists release date july 26 1948 running time 106 minutes box office no one gives a fuck it's nowhere to be found i have no idea how much money this <laughs> made the only the only statistic i could get was 2.4 million in us video rentals hmm so uh yeah I hope that's over a twenty or thirty year period. A
1: big success.
0: Do you think a light goes off at Warner Brothers? Because Warner Brother owns the, yeah. the rights to it now. If hey, if somebody whatsoever. rented the
1: Babe Ruth story
0: again. Holy shit!
1: So better change our email address again.
0: All right, Steve. Yeah. Let's get our uniforms on.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: We can put on a cup. Let's, let's stick some tobacco in our cheek, which no baseball player seems to do in this movie. No. Uh, <laughs> That's a myth. Let's drink to excess and fuck anything that walks past us. Let's stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning before a baseball game and then drag ourselves into the stadium and blurrily wander around the the dugout.
1: How about about that? uh, uh, Let's do that on the condition that we demand none of that makes it into the movie about us.
0: Okay, Okay? that's fine. And let's drunkenly stagger... (laughs) Into the baseball stadium that is... The Babe Ruth Story. Steve, take it
1: away. Well, what an appropriate introduction, because the title screen of this film is a shot of inside Yankee Stadium, and and on a billboard above the outfield wall, there's a big sign that says, The Babe Ruth Story.
0: Wow! And never before has Yankee Stadium got such a musical flourish!
1: I know!
0: I expected it to fall in love with somebody.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So we get the opening credits over. There's like still images of scenes at Yankee Stadium and then the, the credits. And then we dissolve to uh, footage shot at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, yes. New York. where ah, and,
0: and some pseudo-history from a narrator. Yes, yes,
1: the, the narrator tells us the false story of how baseball originated, yeah.
0: Oh, how did baseball originate according to this movie?
1: Well, according to legend, just a few miles from the current site of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, Baseball was invented by a young man named Abner Doubleday, who, oh. ju- who just sat down one day with some friends and just uh-huh. wrote the rules down, and that's baseball.
0: and um, hey, is that how baseball came around?
1: Not at all. <laughs> it's it's probably not even close to being true. It's yeah, no, that is not how baseball came around at all. But that is the the popular. Pretty much everybody nowadays knows that that's false. But but back then I think the story was still sort of in circulation and people do it's like like George Washington chopping down the cherry tree it's just one of those things that people just believe and
0: in. then inventing he chopped down
1: that cherry tree to create
0: a bat exactly so he could play baseball
1: with his good friend Abner Doubleday that's right in 1839 anyway right never he mind. was still alive he was no still alive they, nobody knew yeah he just uh-huh. wanted to him he and, wanted to avoid the public eye him and Abe yeah they were all good <laughs> friends and they played baseball
0: yeah he had yeah. a mean curve
1: oh. Abe did oh, he did
0: and a huge strike zone. Anyway, <laughs> oh. so he was tall. What he what? And he with didn't the hat,
1: Jesus! <laughs> he didn't crouch. Just the coach kept telling him to crouch. He never. He said, "I'm standing up. I'm not crouching. I'm not Huck afraid of a pitcher." God damn plate! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of that pitcher. <laughs>
0: uh, it was uh, Frederick. Not not Frederick Douglas.
1: <laughs> he was on the team too.
0: Not in the eighteen hundreds, he wasn't. No, that's true. Anyway, a little Um, bit
1: later on, a little bit later on.
0: Uh huh. So anyway, then we get to see the plaques of all the famous people. Yeah, all the famous baseball players. Honus Wagner and Lou Gehrig, and when they mention Lou Gehrig, this group of children go start to have a. They start crying. Their heads bow.
1: Saint Lou.
0: We're going to mention Lou Gehrig, but we're not going to talk about how he died. Just that it's sad, and you should be sad, and these kids are sad, so be sad.
1: (laughs) But let's not dwell on it.
0: Oh, yeah, and Ty Cobb. Let's mention him, too. Yeah. Let's mention Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. Let's not mention
1: anything about Ty Cobb. His personal life, his beliefs, certain things yeah. he did.
0: Uh, how he played, how he used to sharpen his spikes how- and then <laughs> slide into base with his feet up so yeah, that he could you know, injure the other players. Oh, he,
1: yeah, he would willfully try to inflict harm on his uh, opponents. That, you know, that yeah. sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well, let's, you know, he let's was, just,
1: he was just competitive.
0: Ah, oh, but then we got the Plague of Babe Ruth. Yeah. Mr. Baseball.
1: Yeah, idol of this, people across the world. The savior of the sport itself. Indeed.
0: Baseball would not exist without... The, this is... I'm talking as the narrator now Baseball would not exist without this bat Idolize him Build your shrines to Babe Ruth
1: (laughs) Don't believe the lurid stories people tell you About his personal life
0: That's right, he was colorful
1: That's it, he was was larger than life
0: That's right. Now we travel back in time to Baltimore in 19-whatever it is. 1906, yes.
1: 1906.
0: And uh, we see a bar, Mm -hmm. and a little kid runs in, and he's being chased by a horrible stereotype.
1: Yes, he is.
0: What horrible stereotype is chasing him, Steve? Uh,
1: A Chinese gentleman.
0: Oh, is he? What's what's the Chinese gentleman's beef?
1: Well, apparently this young man uh, broke a window at his place of business.
0: Oh, sh- uh, gee shucks.
1: Yeah, with a baseball. Uh-huh. And now this and then, Chinese gentleman has come to uh, redress his grievance with the boy, with the boy's yes. father, who is the proprietor of this bar.
0: And how does he fix
1: the situation? Um, he Well, he, he yells at his son while yes. re, while repeatedly telling the Chinese guy with the complaint to shut up. Right. And then when he's done yelling at his son and threatening him, he gives the Chinese guy a free beer, and he's like, yeah, this will cool you off.
0: And it instantly makes him happy.
1: Yes. Uh, because okay. if anybody so, knows anything about the real Babe Ruth's father... He was a master at conflict resolution.
0: Are you saying that this isn't an accurate portrayal of Babe Ruth's dad?
1: It's yeah, it's probably one of the more accurate parts of the movie. Actually, I mean, yeah,
0: except with less hitting.
1: Le- yeah, the the real Ruth did have he had a, an abusive father, and yes. that's that's just th- this is like the the kids' movie version of that.
0: Yeah, he's and yeah. he's he's like if I have a right mind to send you back to the St. Mary's comp- Children's Compound or whatever they call it. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, gee, pop!" And he's like, "Go clean that up!" And then a guy trips him, and he falls over, and the glasses spill all over the place. And, um, and then he gets yelled at again. But then, who walks in, Steve?
1: Well, everybody gets real quiet because in walks uh, a guy dressed like a priest. Yes. And this turns out to be none other than the famous Brother Matthias from Brother the Saint Mathias. Mary School.
0: That's right. He comes in and he sits. He he sits, babe, down. And for some reason, the whole bar is looking. <laughs> and yes. quiet.
1: Everybody's staring and watching them. Because <laughs> they
0: want to listen to this conversation. And um, he's like, hey, you won't come back to the orphanage? And was like, boy, would I? And he runs off to go pack and Brother Matthias goes up to the dad and says, hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Babe. And the dad's like, whatever. <laughs> go ahead. Fine. And, and the little rapscallion comes out <laughs> with his bag in his head. And he's, oh, and he hides a cigarette. Yeah. And Brother Matthias says, you better throw that cigarette away. And he's like, gosh, shucks, you're right. And he throws it away Um, Here's a little thing guys Um, Babe Ruth was a son of a bitch kid
1: (laughs) Yeah he was a juvenile delinquent
0: He was a juvenile delinquent that never went to school Didn't listen to anybody Did a lot more than innocently break windows with a baseball
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean the thing like as as we said he he's his father was outright abusive to him. Mm-hmm. So you can't really blame him for turning out that way, but he was he was incorrigible. They sent him to yeah. St. Mary's because there was nothing else they could do with yeah. him.
0: Also um they didn't. It's kind of sketchy, but more than likely the authorities took him away from his parents yeah. and put him into St. Mary's. Also he was 7 years old, not 12 as depicted here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he basically grew up at St. Mary's.
0: That's right. Yeah. Where you could stay until you're 21. So um, he goes to St. Mary's, and um, it's kind of like, what we get from that whole scene is that Babe is just a misunderstood kid, and he wants to go back to St. Mary's. That's what he wants to do. Right. And so he does. Then we cut to 1913, right? Yeah.
1: Where Babe is apparently now 40 years old.
0: Yes. (laughs) We see a bunch of kids singing to a Christmas tree. Yeah.
1: Sing to the tree, children. Sing to the tree.
0: Uh-huh. And um, he breaks another window. Aww. Because for some reason, Babe was throwing pitches directly at...
1: The <laughs> at the building. <laughs> at the building. He just loves Not baseball just so building, much. Yeah, but at the windows. At the window, yeah. At, which is weird, because later we 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 learn about how he has incredible control.
0: He <laughs> has <laughs> such great control. And this is where we're introduced to William Bendix as... as Babe.
1: Yes, as the supposedly eighteen-year-old babe.
0: He's eighteen year. He's eighteen years old. He looks like he's forty-five. Yep, because he is. Um, <laughs> and he's an idiot savant. Yeah. He's just. Steve. He's just
1: a. He's basically the same. He's this way for the rest of the movie. He's basically him, just a big, well-meaning doofus.
0: Him and Forrest Gump would get along great.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He doesn't mean no harm in anything, right?
1: he's just a galoot. He's just a big galoot.
0: So according to this movie, apparently he goes straight from St. Mary's to Baltimore because Brother Matthias says, I want to introduce you to somebody. And there's these guys, and they're like, we want you to play for the team. And they, he says, he's got remarkable control. And then he, he takes the ball, and he throws it out the broken window. Yeah, right. Yeah, and throws it back like, through the same hole, yeah. And they're like, hot diggity. And this is when he gets his nickname, right?
1: Babe.
0: Yeah, at the school, his nickname was Big George.
1: Yeah, that's not very creative.
0: That's also not what they called him at that school, Steve.
1: No, they called him something way worse.
0: They called him something awful. Yeah, they called, they him, called him something, something horrible. awful yeah. Because he had but they said big lips yeah. and darker skin. Yeah, So, so, just, so you yeah. guys can kind of figure out the can, awful name that they used to call You can look him. it
1: up. You can just look it up if you're that curious. Yeah, but they- I
0: can't imagine the narrator going, at the school, they called him this expletive yeah, yeah. deleted.
1: <laughs> yeah. Beep. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they actually called him. Cut to a train. Yeah, now he's and now he's on the team. He's on the International League Baltimore Orioles.
0: That's right. It's a minor league team, yeah. Steve.
1: Yeah, it's a minor league team. But the International League was the name of the league. So.
0: And he gets his new nickname, Babe, yeah. because someone says Babe. <laughs>
1: that's huh how boy. That's how nicknames are born.
0: Uh-huh. And the other players play him for a sucker, right? Right, which he is. He is. He's just an innocent, wandering... uh Okay, so anyway, his big vice is he likes to eat big sandwiches, so they have him with a big sandwich and a glass of milk, not with a gallon of beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a prostitute.
0: And a prostitute. Anyway, um, then Babe has a slump, right?
1: Yeah, it's, he, start, got... he starts out doing really good, and then he starts going into a slump where, where the the manager of an opposing team figures out how to hit his curveball, and now he's That's just right. giving up runs left and right, and, and he's losing games. Then
0: he games. gets pulled from the game, and so he goes goes to the bar, and he he falls into a crippling depression.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. He he ain't never been pulled from no game before.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then, while he's talking about stuff, a woman in the next booth says, I know how to fix your pitching. And she's like, how? And he says, when you throw a curveball, you stick your tongue out. And he's like, yip, 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 (laughs) yip. And he's so happy, and he runs up to the manager and he says, I figured it out. And then he runs back to the booth where the lady was, because I guess he's in love with her now. Yeah. That's right, I said it. And... <laughs> yeah. And she's gone. <gasps> and he's like, I got to find her. And he rushes off. But then we find out. Then we cut to Dr. M- Matthias. And he's bringing in a letter. And he gives an as-you-know speech to the other kids at the St. Mary's school. Yeah. He says, as you know, babe has been doing great. <laughs> and he just reads off a bunch of accomplishments as the kids all cheer. And we're like, oh, okay. And it turns out babe is a success. And he's so great. And everybody loves him. And he's generous. And this is when the sainthood begins, oh. right, Steve? Oh
1: boy! Literally,
0: this is the first thing they mention when they want to canonize him. Is that he shows up at a restaurant or club? He shows up at a club, and he's there to meet what's the guy's name? Dude, the guy I saw him come in and I saw him go out. Well, who is that guy?
1: Oh, is that <laughs> is that Phil? Yeah, that's yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, there's a bunch of these kids out on the on the street uh, the street with him, and he invites them all in, and he has them sit down, and he's like tells the maitre d here's two hundred dollars. I want to make you to make sure these kids get all the cake and ice cream they want. And everyone's like, yay, babe. And Phil's like, hey, remember two years ago, that lady in the booth that you keep obsessing about? Well, (laughs) she's, she's like, here, you know, the woman that you've been looking for for two years... He, he's here. She's, she's here. She's, she's here. And now we add Psycho to the dim bulb saint aspect of Babe Ruth's character. Yeah, because,
1: obsessive stalker guy. Yeah. yeah. So he
0: goes running backstage where apparently she's performing. And he's like, hey, doll. Hey, sugar. Hey, hey butter muffin. Hey, I, I love you. I love you. She's, so like, like,
1: <laughs> she's like, who are you?
0: I, I want you. I want me to be in you. Can we be together? And she's like, yeah. Do we
1: know each other?
0: And then the ladies go out onto the stage to perform uh, Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. 13 years before it was ever written. Yeah,
1: the the less, and also the less iconic version of this in a movie. Yes. Yes.
0: So she's singing, they're singing, singing in the rain, which was a song that existed before the movie, but it didn't exist, didn't exist at the exist time that. that this was done. <laughs> right. But Babe runs out out, out onto uh, out there to try to keep talking to her, and then he winds up in the floor show, right? Yeah, and he just
1: goes with it. Yeah, and he just dances around. You know, that's the Babe.
0: That, yeah, that fades away, and now Babe performs his first miracle.
1: <laughs> yes. So we're in he's he's with the Red Sox at this point. I can't remember if we. I
0: have never in my life laughed harder. Oh. Than in this sequence, it's this movie,
1: it's, it's one of the most perfectly like unintentionally funny things ever. And it's all the funnier because you know that the people who made this movie are expecting you to take it seriously and cry and cry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's spring training. Uh, Babe was with the Red Sox. He's down in Florida at the, at the Red Sox training camp and he's taken batting practice
0: and he's not pitching no more.
1: That's right. He's moved to the outfield because his his bat is just too prodigious. Is that the reason why? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> that is not the reason why. But is it because he couldn't pitch in the big leagues? We, well, he was he was a really good pitcher in the big leagues for he a was. while. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a, he was a great pitcher, but uh, uh-huh. but he was you know he wasn't going to be able to do that forever. <laughs> and, no. and yeah. Um,
0: and there's there's a guy, a yeah, father, yeah. in his car, and he's got this kid laying laying down yeah. in the back seat on a pillow, and the father's describing everything to him, and he's like, "I can see, Dad, I can see." And all Babe Ruth does is all he's missing is a glowing light on him. <laughs> is as he's walking past the car, the kid says, "Hiya, Babe," and Babe says, "Hiya, kid," and then walks past, and the kid keeps saying, "Hi, hey, Babe, hiya, Babe," and he and he stands up to keep looking at the babe as if he is
1: seeing Jesus. Yes. Exactly. And the father is like, "My boy. My boy, the doctor said he'd be an invalid his entire life, and he's been healed. He's been healed. the babe healed my child."
0: And the reporter, the no, it was Phil yeah. walks up and he goes, "What's going on here?" And he's like, "That's when he says he said he would never walk again." Oh, really? Why? Shut up! I don't know. Shut
1: up! <laughs> he's just lazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm surprised the father didn't go
1: fake him this whole time. Ah, you little, Daddy! Bastard. How dare you? <laughs> Gold bricking to get me to bring you to Babe Ruth? Huh? well, now you'll learn a lesson. <laughs> There's no Babe Ruth where you're going. The St. Mary's yeah. School. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: So he healed him. Yep. Kind of made him. Denny, kind of made Denny a an imbecile. And because um, he's not smart, this kid isn't smart. I I don't know what's going on with this kid. This no. kid.
1: After if you peak he, at ten, you're done. He's just kind nothing. of staring vapidly in the distance. Like after after he stands up and Babe walks by, he's just kind of while while Phil and his father have the rest of the scene, he's just standing there the whole time, just grinning at nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then we come, we cut to another bar restaurant, and the babe is writing on something. And Phil comes up and says, "Hey, uh, babe, you performed three miracles. You switched to the outfield, which isn't a fucking miracle. It's not. No, he hit the longest home run ever, apparently. Which
1: I guess counts, even though it was in spring training.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't. It and doesn't. Also." <laughs> You 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 miraculously cured a child of his being a paraplegic. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, help me! I make I make letter for Claire because <laughs> she good.
1: Help me write, girlfriend.
0: Help me, help babe, write." And so he translates, because apparently <laughs> he's been writing letters to Claire and she has not been returning them. Weird. I wonder what that means,
1: babe. <laughs> Maybe you should leave the nice lady alone, babe Yeah Just leave I her want alone. to pet her, she good no. Go
0: for it, babe, hit ball
1: Babe, let me tell you about the rabbits No Yes, <laughs> one day we're gonna have a farm And there's gonna be rabbits
0: I like rabbits Look
1: over there, babe
0: Throw rabbits at babe, I hit
1: them oh, over fence that's, Oh, we talked about that, babe <laughs> We talked about that <sighs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so he then Then he says a letter to uh, You know, he dictates a letter right. to Phil And then Phil changes everything Because what came out of t- Babe's Mouth Was just nothing but a series of baseball metaphors Yeah, right?
1: yeah, and boasts He's talking about like how yeah. great he was doing And how it would be so much uh, better if I had you here, Claire And blah, right. blah, blah
0: so then we cut to Babe hitting newspaper headlines at the audience.
1: Yeah. He sure is What's, good at the baseball.
0: Yeah. What What are some of the headlines? The Babe is the greatest player ever. Oh, and he heals children. Yeah. Uh, the Babe can do no wrong. He's just an innocent guy. Stop believing the rumors. <laughs> babe never drinks and is still a virgin. That <laughs> is that some of them?
1: He eats an appropriate amount for a man of his size. <laughs>
0: Anyway, then he signs with the Yankees. Yeah, and that's when he meets uh, Huggins. Yeah, who he calls Hugs, and they don't. They're not. They don't get along. Right, right. right.
1: Which again is is mostly true. Yeah, yeah, it is mostly true. Yeah,
0: and um, they're like, "Yay, we can't wait for you to be here." They casually mention prohibition, and then he drinks a beer, and um, it's like this is one of the worst. He just walks from one reporter to another to give a give a quip. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like, "Hey, are you a woman reporter?" Did, yes, I am a woman sports writer. They that happens.
1: <laughs> what? And he's like, you're not going to be allowed in the Yankee locker room, are you?
0: And she says, no, why would I even go in? Yeah, she, <laughs> no, said, she, goes.
1: she says, yeah, and you're not allowed in my locker room either. <laughs> Motherfucker. So take two big like, ha, steps ha. back. Yeah.
0: And he goes, ha ha, and then he turns to another reporter and says, hey, how do you feel about Prohibition? I love it. I think America should not drink. Yeah. Or, no, he says, <laughs> what does he say? He
1: says, yeah, he says something about the uh, it sounds like it's sweeping the country too bad, and he oh. like and then he, like, he 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 takes a drink of a beer because the the owner of the Yankees at the time was also the owner of a brewery so
0: that's right yeah and then um, we get more headlines, and uh, as the narrator ignores his womanizing and, and drinking and general bad behavior outside of the ballpark, right?
1: Oh, yes. Well, none of that happened.
0: No, none of it happened. They've in never fact, had any,
1: any problems like that.
0: In fact, he casually mentions it like this. Uh, the owner, Huggins, had a problem with, with some things. Just some <laughs> things. Don't make me say it. He, there were some things, they, and he had a problem yeah. with these things, but it's not important as this made up shit we're working about to do
1: so they sh- just they just sh- didn't sh- get along you know how sometimes he people just, don't get along
0: he wanted him to stop staying out until three o'clock in the morning probably doing coke off of some some woman's ass and then stumbling into the, in, to play baseball showing up late ignoring he was a bad influence all right oh shit we can't say that uh, here. uh never mind just some things anyway look at this A babe kills a dog. There we go. How about that? That totally happened. So in an attempt to whitewash something that happened to Babe Ruth, here is the links that this movie goes to. Instead of getting suspended for miss... He did miss a game, didn't he? Yes, he
1: did. Yes, he did. Yeah,
0: Getting suspended and fined. We need to make sure that Babe Ruth did something that is completely understandable, and here it is. He goes to a game, there are kids at the game, and somehow, (laughs)
1: somehow... A total failure of everyone involved.
0: A dog. Yeah unattended is on, is on right uh, right field next to the dugout and the babe hits a foul ball and hits the
1: dog with the ball he just line drives this dog and then yeah
0: evaporating from out of nowhere is this little redhead freckled kid who's like gee babe you hit you killed my dog did my dog it- displease you babe <laughs> What did my dog? Why do did you bring ro- down such judgment on Pee-Wee? <laughs> and of course the babe, being the greatest person ever, yeah. feels awful that he hurt this little kid's dog.
1: Of course. And
0: so he picks up the dog <laughs> Leaves the game. Okay, so this is during warm ups. Yeah. Episode. Leaves the game, takes him to a human hospital <laughs> because veterinarians didn't exist. And forces the doctor to operate on the dog for its baseball injury. Yes,
1: I'm not sure what surgery can do for a dog yeah, with I a know. crushed skull. I don't skull. even
0: know if it was surgery. A- and we saw that the ball hit the dog in the back. There you go. Okay. In his hind legs. But he stays there with the kid. And then, of course, the dog pulls through. Because the babe is like, you're going to treat this dog because I- I'll feel awful. He brings the dog out. Pee-wee, that ugly mud is fine. <laughs> and then babe goes, oh, no, I missed the game. Oh, no, I missed the game. Not because I was sucking on tits <laughs> and off my ass on booze and drugs. <laughs> it was because I was helping save a little dog that I had. Yeah accidentally
1: heard. That's right. Don't believe the stories that you hear. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So he comes back to the dugout, where we meet our only black character, who is a janitor. Ah, yes. Who asks him, what league were you playing in today, Mr. Roof? (laughs) (laughs) Not yours, pal! (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh... Huggins comes up and he says you're suspended. And he's like, but I, but I. And he's like, no, you're suspended, right? You're suspended. Yeah, got it. And they're like, what? Wait, oh, okay, I can't. I was just. And he's like, go on, get out. And so then we cut to him in a bar,
1: nightclub you know, type of place, nightclub
0: yeah. place. And he's bummed. Yeah, right? of
1: course. Yeah,
0: but then the devil comes <laughs> up. <laughs> And tempts him just like the devil tempted Jesus. <laughs> and He's like, hey, babe, I, if you throw the next games, we can make a lot of money. And so the babe punches
1: him, yeah, right? Yeah, And
0: he punches a bunch of people. Not because he was drunk and out <laughs> of his mind on drugs.
1: <laughs> but because he was a man of integrity.
0: Because he was a man of integrity and he wouldn't throw the game. That's so right. he has a fight where apparently it took 24 cops to get him into jail, which is probably the only true statement in this movie. <laughs> And he's, like, he's in jail, and he's, you know, he wants to get out, and Huggins is there, and he's like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to a children's hospital, right? Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to point out, at this point, that this is supposed to be the low point of Babe Ruth's life.
1: Yes. Right? Yes.
0: Was it? No! No, it wasn't. No! It wasn't! <laughs> but, there we go to a children's hospital... Claire is there. Remember Claire? Yeah.
1: She's visiting her nephew.
0: Yeah, and the nephew says, hey, Babe Ruth's going to come. And she gets a terrified look on her face and leaves immediately. She's like, oh, Babe Ruth, I guess, oh. I, I, guess I better go. I'm gonna, How I'm wonderful. Gonna leave. I, I don't need that Neanderthal. It's going go to be any It's been, what, 12 years now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to go by. But as she's leaving, who's she running into well, she runs into Babe dressed as Santa Claus.
0: That's right, and Babe
1: is drunk. That's right.
0: <laughs> I'd like to point out the only time we've ever se- we've seen him drunk in this movie.
1: Yeah, and he's not really all that bad. No,
0: he's just like, I gotta go to of children.
1: That's right. In this movie, when Babe Ruth gets drunk, he wants to give presents to children.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um Phil shows up, right? Yeah, yeah. Phil's there, and Claire sits him down... And says, look, babe, all these kids look up to you, and you need to be a better person, and you can't go up there all drunk. And then she tells him a completely made-up story where a kid was like, I need a dime so I can make 25 cents to go watch babe play baseball. I'd like to repeat that. 25 cents, Steve. Yes. 25 cents. Yes. Do you know how much it costs for my family to go see the Giants the last time we went?
1: More than 25 cents. A lot more than 25 yes. cents. Inflation
0: fuck that inflation it's the goddamn owners anyway um and so i guess he 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 um he listens to her Yeah, right? he tur- he turns his life around yeah he gives phil the presence to take these up to the kids cuz she's just given him a huge guilt trip or something yeah
1: and it, and it worked
0: now remember up to this point <laughs> the only times he's gotten in trouble is for being a great guy
1: yeah absolutely
0: he's never been drunk <laughs> But now she's like, babe, you gotta do it for the kids. And he's like, oh, jeez, you're right, lady. But now he's in a slump. Oh, the babe's in a slump, Steve. Yeah,
1: he's in a slump. The Yankees have a real bad year.
0: Yeah, and here's a surprise. The owner of the Yankees likes his team to win.
1: Weird, huh?
0: Weird how an owner wants his team to win.
1: I don't like losing teams, Huggins.
0: And then we find out why babe is in a slump. It can't be because of his behavior off, off, you know, with the drinking which he didn't stop doing, or the womanizing, or any of the other hinky shit he probably got up to. He's in a slump because he's so dedicated, because Huggins is defending him now. He's like, he, he did all these exhibitions, and then he got pneumonia, and he kept playing. Yeah. And that's why he's he's sick, is because he's so dedicated to the fans. Yeah, the he, fans, he does it for the fans, not for the money or the fame. He's doing it for the fans, you got it? Right. He's doing it not because his dick is wet every night, and because he as an unflowing <laughs> river of booze pouring into his mouth, it does it for the fans.
1: He if if he has a flaw, if
0: and it's that's that he cares too
1: much, <laughs> it's that he cares too much. That's right. <laughs> Yes
0: And he says You gotta remember That man saved baseball I'm gonna say it three times He literally saved baseball Now I'm leaving And who's in the Who's in the waiting room
1: None other than The babe himself And he's like Thank you But with the nice words And Huggins is like Shut up
0: Yeah so I guess Babe and Claire are dating now, right?
1: Uh yeah. Seems that way.
0: And then they're on a date with Doctor Matthias.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh Babe's thinking about quitting. And Doctor Matthias and Claire are like, Don't don't quit. Think about the kids. Think about all those kids that look up to you, babe. And he's like, Gee, you're right. And then he breaks his own record.
1: Yeah, he has his best season ever.
0: Dun, dun, and then he sends his 60 home run ball, which he didn't have, to Claire. <laughs> and,
1: and he certainly didn't write a message on for Not his girlfriend. Not that penmanship. Yet. Oh.
0: <laughs> Where he proposes to her and he gives her a handful of rings and says, pick the one you want. And all the girls in the place are like, oh, oh, you, <sighs> And then the Yanks win. Yay. They win the they win something. They win the 27. They win, they win the it's, World Series, yeah. It's the 27, yeah. Yeah. They're on the train back, and uh, everyone's happy, and the babe comes in, and he's talking a Hug, and Hug don't look good. No. And um, they have a heart-to-heart, because you got to right before your character dies. Sure. And he gives him a bunch of praise. He's like, babe, you're the greatest guy I've ever seen. Your zebra. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, whatever. Ah, yippee. And he's like, "Hey, but it's almost as if the writers forgot to add this on to make sure he's a nice guy." He goes, "Okay, well, I'm going to go back and party." And he starts to leave, and he comes back. Are you sure you're feeling all right? It's like, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm fine. I just look like death, and I'm just okay." Just so bye. <laughs> And then we get an on-the-nose metaphor, Steve.
1: Oh yeah.
0: We we cut to, to hugs, laying in a bed. Yeah. We pan up to a light and someone turns off a light switch.
1: What does that mean?
0: I don't think the director stopped jerking off when he came up with that. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm this a genius.
1: <laughs> oh, this is so good. And the beautiful part, all he's gotta do is turn out a light. It's easy. <laughs> it's simple.
0: <sighs> but then uh, Babe comes in.
1: Yep, oblivious as usual. Oblivious
0: as always, and he tells him, "Hey, I just got married." And he's telling this to a corpse, and it takes him a little while to realize it. And then he sits down and he and he thanks Hugs for everything he did for him. Hey, did they have that kind of relationship, Steve?
1: I don't think they did.
0: They didn't. Also, Hugs after twenty seven had a whole other season. Yeah.
1: where they didn't do good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, do we ever find out in the movie
0: what he died from?
1: Uh, no, they never say.
0: No, they didn't. He's just sick and then he dies, right?
1: Yeah. You know how that sometimes happens. (sighs)
0: So now we cut to Babe in Chicago. And uh, we see him razzing the Chicago Cubs as they come out of their dugout yeah. that they just allowed him to do for whatever reason. Sure. And everyone in Chicago hates the babe because he's in Chicago, not not in Yankee <laughs> Stadium. And um oh god, so he's back in his hotel room, and they're like, "Oh, Chicago really hates the babe." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well I hate them." Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> Fuck every goddamn one of them. And then someone comes up and says, "Here's a phone call, babe," and he's like, "I'm going to give this guy a piece of my." Fine, but who's on the phone, Steve?
1: It's the father of a dying child.
0: Oh, no. Is he dying?
1: I need you, babe.
0: He's not dying. He said no, he's had yeah. a surgery.
1: Yeah, he's just, he's doing really poorly, yeah. And
0: then the doctor gets on the phone and says, but we think that if you send him an autographed baseball, <laughs> it'll give him the strength he needs to recover. If from he could what? but touch
1: the hem of your garments. Yes,
0: if, from what, we're never gonna say. We have nothing else added on to this. <laughs> and he grabs his hat and he goes, I gotta go see a kid. Yeah. They're like, okay, bye.
1: I think he, some people are trying to scam me out of an autograph ball, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah.
0: He shows up at the house, they open the door, and he says, I'm Babe Ruth. Where's Johnny?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: And he goes upstairs. He meets Johnny. Johnny is worse than Denny was. Yeah, Johnny's Johnny a worse is... actor than Denny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just he just kinda lays there.
0: And tries to suppress a smile the entire time that he's laying there praying to yeah. be sick. <laughs> I'm in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> And the babe promises him what, Steve?
1: He says, "You listen to that baseball game on the radio, and during that game, I'm gonna knock a homer right over the center field wall just for you."
0: Okay, and and the kid's like, "Thanks, babe." And they're like, "Uh huh." So we got to the game, perhaps the most legendary game in baseball history, right, Steve?
1: Oh yeah, got to be up there on the uh, in the top five list, definitely.
0: Based on things that Babe said didn't actually happen. Either confess to this later on <laughs> babe goes up to bat. his wife screaming from the sidelines i don't know how he hurt her yeah yells what steve
1: don't forget johnny
0: and that's why he made his infamous called shot yeah because he's a boisterous guy boasting that he's gonna hit a home run But he's doing it for Johnny, right, Steve?
1: Absolutely. Now, for those of you
0: who aren't baseball fans, the called shot is that during this game with the Chicago Cubs, supposedly he indicated at some point that he was going to hit a home run over the center field wall. Yes. That was in contention for a very, very, very long time. And there are some movie stills of him indicating somewhere.
1: <laughs> he was pointing at something or talking to someone, yeah.
0: Right. But the, the radio callers picked it up, and then everybody picked it up after what happened. Because after what happened was, what, Steve?
1: Well, yeah, after he supposedly called his shot by pointing to the center field fence, he hit a home run over the center field fence.
0: Right. And then yeah. that little thing turned into fact for a lot of people. Yeah. For a lot of people, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And the little was- kid.
0: Listening to the game, isn't he? Yeah,
1: and he and, and he, he starts to feel better.
0: Yeah, he opens his he's eyes, like, <gasps> his mom's crying, and now he's performed his second miracle.
1: <laughs> I felt the touch of God.
0: <laughs> and now we gloss over most of the rest of his career and we go directly to Oh boy,
1: the Braves. Yes, he he gets released from the Yankees and he signs with the For some lo- reason. Yeah, right? the, the lowly Boston Braves, yes.
0: He gets released from the Yankees for what reason, Steve? They don't say. Yeah, he just he uh, had a great
1: career, and then uh, just, yeah.
0: So the Braves, and this part is kind of true, the Braves yeah. offered him an office job, but he also still had to play, and the office job wasn't going to be anything big. It was going to be, you know, basically be a, a ticket attractant, yeah. you know, And but in the movie, they're like, ha ha, you're never going to sit in a vice president chair, you got to play, and we're like, oh no... Poor Babe, no. <sighs> and so the Braves enter a slump. Actually, they're not. They don't do that great. Yeah, they're she, a bad ever. team. Yeah, they're a bad team. They're one
1: of the most infamously bad teams in the history of baseball.
0: They don't enter a slump because Babe Ruth is Ruth is old and fat and has no money. And uh, for whatever reason, the makeup department has decided to, I uh, guess, that he's a zombie now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they've hollowed out his cheeks with, yeah. with, like, with like black marker or whatever. Um, and um... <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, but he loves baseball, right?
1: Oh yeah, he he'll play till he drops.
0: Yeah, and the fans are now against him, and the other teammates are all against him, and they're calling him fat, and they're all like, "You're never gonna do anything." And then he does what, Steve?
1: He has a miraculous recovery where he hits three home runs in a single game.
0: Yeah, and then he walks off the field and he immediately retires, right?
1: Yep, that's exactly just, just what he Just like does. in
0: real life, right, Steve?
1: Yeah. yes, No, yes, no, no, yes. No, Steve, no, 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 he, he
0: kept going. He in did. fact, the Braves didn't even win that fucking game. <laughs> no, they
1: didn't. No, they didn't.
0: He kept going after, but according to this movie, he immediately quit. and And uh, and during this sequence, Babe is hitting home runs, and the narrator really, really goes out of his mind with bias. The
1: narrator is so amazing in this scene; it's (laughs) like he is like he he all of a sudden gets this huge chip on his shoulder. Yeah, about how how about he's being treated? Yeah, and he's like, uh, so it's they say the king of baseball is dead. Well. Make him remember how he died. Hit that ball. Jesus Christ, man. Hit the ball! Every ball is one of the skulls of your enemies, babe. Bash <laughs> them into the him, clouds. Babe. You'll show them all. <laughs> They'll never forget the name, Babe Ruth. The crack of your bat is the crack of doom for all of those <laughs> in
0: the stands who've said anything
1: bad against you. Woe to those who oppose him. <laughs> Death to your enemies. <laughs> Drink from to their smash skulls. All idols. You will all fall before his mighty bat. <laughs> Yes, that's that's the narrator. <sighs> That's the narrator.
0: So, Babe goes into the locker room, gives the team that has now completely changed their opinion of, of him.
1: <laughs> he, he had one good game. Now they he had think he's one the go- best.
0: Hey, we think you're the greatest. And then someone comes in and tells him you're fired. Yeah, breach, like, a breach a contract. Breach a contract. You're going to quit? You, you breach a contract. You don't get an office job now. Meh. <laughs> and uh, some of the guys say, you should sue, Babe. But Babe Ruth won't sue. No.
1: Why? He's not going to sue baseball. Ah. Sue and baseball. baseball. Baseball would be be like suing the church. That's right. Mm. What church did Babe Ruth belong to? I don't know. It was the Catholic Church.
0: It was. (laughs) Why would
1: anyone want to sue the Catholic Church? It's ridiculous. No,
0: they've never done anything
1: wrong. Why would you ever sue such a sterling institution?
0: They do such great work with young people.
1: They certainly do.
0: Anyway... Somehow, somehow, Dr. Matthias is still alive.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Oh, and Babe has cancer. I mean, he has a kink in his neck.
1: Yeah, he's got something, yeah. He's got a kink in his neck. My, my, my neck hurts. Oh, I can't stand...
0: And this is when we start glossing over huge swaths of what Babe did during the when he officially retired from baseball. Turns out no one wanted him as a manager because right. they didn't think he could be controllable as a manager because he was out of control his entire <laughs> baseball career. And he had a history. They, we don't mention that. So what does he do instead? He gets into wrestling.
1: Yeah, he becomes a referee for a women's wrestling match. Did that happen? I don't believe it did. No, it didn't. And, I don't believe it did.
0: Yeah. So now we just keep skipping over years. The war we've there were no wars in, no. In, during this. There was no World War One. There was no Great Depression. Mm. There was no World War Two. What? No.
1: <sighs> there was only baseball.
0: There was only baseball and Babe Ruth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Babe's in the hospital. Oh no, because the guy on the TV said he's sick.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> we and-
0: skip a lot.
1: He's in a real bad way.
0: He's in a real bad way, Doc. And the fans still love Babe because they're outside singing songs, right?
1: They're singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game."
0: That's right. And she reads some letters to him, and he gets a job from the Ford Motor Company, right?
1: Yeah, to be an advisor to their—I think—to their American Legion baseball teams that Ford sponsors or something. Yeah,
0: the American Legion. Yeah, they do great things. I'll be—I'll be playing baseball again.
1: I'm back in the old game.
0: And then the doctor tells Claire he's got three weeks to live. Yeah,
1: like, nah, he's toast.
0: From what? None no, it's just...
1: Sh- uh, it's whatever he's got. I don't know. He's got the, the, the thing. He's bad. He's He's got the death disease.
0: Uh-huh. So uh, Father Matthias is there, and he's still alive. Yes. And, um... Hey, Steve!
1: Guess uh-huh. who comes in? Guess you, guess who comes in? It's not that same doctor that operated on the dog, is it? It is the same <gasps> doctor that operated what? on the dog, right? What a kewinky day! What a weird that how that, that's just yeah. weird.
0: And he's like, Babe, we've got an experimental treatment that I made because all doctors just we do everything.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Surgeons are also medical researchers.
0: That's right, and Babe. We want to try this experimental treatment on you and the babe accepts the treatment mm-hmm. but not for himself.
1: No, of course not.
0: But because it will help all the people all over the world with a kink in their neck, I yeah. guess. I we're guess. Still never gonna say the C word in this movie.
1: That's depressing.
0: And so he agrees because now he is murdered. Steve he has yes, now right. accepted canonhood.
1: <laughs> That's right. Saint Babe. They put him on a roll a
0: stretcher. They roll him down the hallway as the narrator breath- breathlessly explains that he's a making a sacrifice of himself for all of us.
1: Yes, that's right. Who who else made such a sacrifice? In, Nobody. In our, in our popular what did Luke Gehrig do? Nothing. Gehrig, <laughs> <laughs> <Garrett>, whatever.
0: He, <laughs> and then we end with kids playing baseball. Yeah, and which none move, of them would be
1: doing if it weren't for Babe Ruth.
0: And the music goes fucking insane. <laughs> According to the music, these kids are playing the most patriotic, clean, wholesome thing you ever had. And the mu- music is going to make sure you understand that. Yes, right?
1: ab- absolutely. Our unblemished, perfect national pastime. The end. The end.
0: <laughs> Steve? Yeah. How do you feel about this wholly fabricated mythology
1: that is the Babe Ruth story? Oh, it's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here's the... Here's the thing about it, and I'm not going, I'm going to try not to base my review on the fact that the movie is so significantly fictionalized. Okay. Because, because actually, I I had not watched the movie before, uh, before I watched it for this. Okay, and I I had heard of, I knew the reputation of the movie. I knew that it was a very romanticized, uh, sentimentalized version of Babe Ruth's life. Right, I was actually a little surprised by how much. By by, how much of the real Babe Ruth's life is in here now? None of it is portrayed accurately. No, <laughs> but but a lot of the scenes in the movie and a lot of the events in this fictional Babe Ruth's life are based on things that happened to the real Babe Ruth. Yeah, B- brother Matthias was a real person. Saint Mary's was a real place. Right. Um, his second wife was really named Claire. Yeah. What about um, his
0: first wife, Steve? Where's oh, she? Oh, Oh in well. It,
1: oh, she's she's not anywhere. She doesn't exist.
0: She, she doesn't exist. The, you know no. the first wife that he married and that, yeah. she died
1: and... and after he cheated on her relentlessly. After, he cheated and she, on, on his she, second she, wife yeah. too. It's, yeah. Not... And his wife, his first wife, had a nervous breakdown and yeah. had to be hospitalized because he yeah. cheated on her so much and yeah. wouldn't stop. And uh-huh. and then eventually she died in a fire. So he married Claire. Yes. Who was his girlfriend at the time? Well,
0: actually, I think they broke up and then she died in a fire.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> So you know, uh huh, you know, but, just yeah, little so things like that, right? There are, yeah, but there are like the the broad strokes of the story are, eh, they're oh they're in the ballpark of being true, right? He did he did play for the Braves at the end of his career. He did right. have a game where he hit three home runs. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't his last game, but it was nope. near the end, um, and it was like sort of his final hurrah, you know. Yeah. So the, a lot of the major events are as depicted, but it leaves a lot of stuff out, and m- most of the stuff that it leaves out is the really really interesting stuff is the Uh stuff that makes babe ruth so but i'm going to try not to hold that against the movie okay okay. um so what makes the movie bad is that you get to me anyway you just watching this movie if you had no idea who babe ruth was you get no sense at all of what is supposed to be so special about babe ruth nope it it portrays him as this very saint-like figure he's just simple Simple, oh, just a super nice guy, give you the shirt off his back, loves baseball, loves kids, never had a bad word for anybody. He seems like, oh, just a big, lovable, well intentioned guy. Yeah. But he's so flat, he's so boring you see very little baseball played in the movie, so you, you nope. don't even get to see him be a good baseball player. And most of the baseball scenes that you see Babe playing baseball are these close-up shots of just him throwing a pitch or swinging a bat. So there's no mm-hmm. sense of, you don't see him as a player. You don't get any, you, you're told over and over again through the narration and the headlines, oh, the Babe, he's the best baseball player ever. But you yep. never see him being a good baseball player. So there's no sense in this movie at all. Of what is the big deal about this Babe Ruth guy? And that's a problem for me, because the whole reason this movie exists is to celebrate what an amazing guy Babe Ruth was. Right. And you don't get that from this movie. You don't you would never be able to tell if all you had to go on was this movie that Babe Ruth was as much of a cultural phenomenon as he was at his peak. People like people our age, people really under the age of about ninety, have no idea. <laughs> like the the closest we can come would be Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was that Babe Ruth like figure from our lifetimes, where he was just yeah. so famous and so synonymous with his sport. And like even if you didn't watch basketball, you knew who Michael Jordan was. You know you you knew that he was the greatest who played his game. And right, Babe Ruth was like that, but probably even at another level higher. Like he was one of the most famous people in the world right and 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 was there and you just don't get that from this movie you get all the kids run up to him and he buys you know he's he's really generous and throws money around and he's like a big sort of swaggering larger than life guy but you don't get any sense that wow this is like this is a once in a lifetime person you know this is something that has never happened before you get you get no sense of that the movie itself it's as i said before it's it's very sentimental it's very romanticized it makes everything that it shows us very it seem very small just what's the big deal about this babe Ruth guy you know yeah. um and as 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 written it's just it's kind of a lazily scripted romance movie where uh-huh. he grow you know he's always a juvenile delinquent then he discovers that he can play baseball and he gets signed by this team and then he gets traded to this team and then he gets traded to this team and he becomes the world's greatest baseball player right and he meets a girl and he falls in love and he can't forget about the girl that he met then finally he meets her and they fall in love and they get married and his manager dies and that's sad but then he has you know you know it's it's right it feels very rote very paint by number and that's that's a problem that a lot of sports biopics have that's a problem that a lot of biopics in general have like they're, they're as yeah. they their subjects these incredibly important people and then you watch the movie and you're like yeah and and yeah and that's that's if if I have to nail down what the problem is with the movie it's that I, I do not think having watched it I do not think it is as bad as its reputation suggests it's a terrible movie i don't want to say i don't want to give anybody the impression that i think it's in any way a good movie it's a terrible movie but it's not terrible like one of the worst movies ever made terrible yeah it's just kind of dull and listless and shitty you know (laughs) and like william bendix is is okay i mean he doesn't look or act at all like the real babe ruth except weirdly when you see him running (laughs) the The bases.
0: Yeah, he looks exactly the same. <laughs>
1: he does. He does seem to have. Yeah, he he did. I'm he not tried. gonna try. I'm yeah. just. Uh... He, he, he tried to adopt Babe Ruth's base run, and he got that pretty close, but the swing... I mean, the swing is totally wrong. Yep. Uh, the, the it's body not a power language, swing for someone no. who can
0: hit a hit home run.
1: Babe Ruth had a very distinctive swing, one of the most iconic swings in baseball history, and William Bendix's swing is nowhere close. Um, so he, nope. he, he gets the base running right, but everything else is completely wrong. <laughs> um, but again, like that's not necessarily an unforgivable sin if we just ignore the real Babe Ruth and judge the movie on its own merits. It's just that the character he plays is is one-dimensional, and his performance yeah. is pretty one-dimensional. So that's what I'll say about it. It's, it's not as awful as its reputation suggests, but it is a really, really bad movie, and it in no way does any kind of justice uh, to the importance or the complexity of the real Babe Ruth.
0: Right. My turn? So go. go for it. Okay. I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate it. Is it as bad on a technical level, or as a movie itself as everyone makes it out to be no but it is still an awful movie and my major problem with it is that my problem with this biopic is the same problem that I have with a lot of biopics and that is most people's lives are pretty boring no matter what they do. (laughs) (laughs) So they needed to punch up the highlights, downplay all the rest of the stuff, right? Right. There's always this kind of like hero worship when it comes to doing biopics about real people because you are trying to live up to what are, you know, their reputation in the world, right? This movie was made as Babe Ruth was dying. After years of awful behavior, like years of awful behavior. And it literally comes off as kind of a whitewashing of his entire life. Mm -hmm. Now, someone who likes real history being depicted will have a problem with that. And that is because this literally tries to make him into St. Babe. The person in this movie is not Babe Ruth. He coincidentally has kind of the same career as Babe Ruth, if you're not paying attention. (laughs) But the rest of it is wholly fabricated fiction that they're presenting as real life. And to highlight how this is infuriating... Let's make pretend that 30 (laughs) years from now, someone decides to make a movie about Harvey Weinstein. And the way they portray Harvey Weinstein is that he was a good-natured guy who, golly gee, just loved making movies and making Hollywood movies, and he's helping out all these little directors make the movies that they want to make. And through a series of misunderstandings, he gets accused of being a sexual predator. He's like, I was just helping her in her car, and then all of a sudden and I'm being accused of sexual predation. That's crazy. And they end it with him making some sort of noble sacrifice to the rest of humanity to get treatment for, I don't know, his dick falling off. I don't know. (laughs) People would be genuinely pissed off. Now, am I saying that his behavior was as bad as Harvey Weinstein's? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) It is not a secret that he... Fucked everything, hit on every woman that he ever met, I I believe is what they said. He told someone once, you can get me to stop eating and you can get me to stop drinking and you can get me to stop smoking the cigars, but there's not enough money in the world to keep me from fucking women. Yeah. And I have to say that with a track record like that, no matter how famous he was, that not all of those women wanted to fuck Babe Ruth, because if you've seen a picture of him, he ain't exactly the most attractive man in the world. No, he was he was famous, Steve. I get it. He was... Don't uh, me. You know it for a goddamn fact. He was a good-looking guy. <laughs> he was not. He was a moon-faced great baseball player. <laughs>
1: Ah. Oh my god, that's the most that was and the most perfect description of Baber that I've ever heard. <laughs> a moon faced great baseball player.
0: You know, we've I made jokes that he was not much more in his later years as an orangutan. He had a big gut, which we don't see in this movie. Right. He was getting tired, his his eating to excess and his drinking to excess were catching up to him quick. And so, when you compare what have, what Babe Ruth, because I here I'm going to say this about a person instead of a movie, I appreciate the role that he played in baseball history. I do, I do. Yeah, was he one of the greatest players ever? Yeah, I'm not going to take that away from him. But if you're making a biopic about a man's life and then you decide to sanitize it to this degree, when you watch it, watch this movie, and you know enough about Babe Ruth, you go, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Now in some parts I just laughed out loud because the <laughs> fictionalization of how how great a guy he was oh. is just just so funny. But I did get angry at the whole dog thing. Oh my okay? god. Okay. Literally to sanitize this man they completely made up this story that he missed a game because he was helping a dog and the truth of the matter is is he missed he missed games because he was a fucking drunk and Steve's right his real real life is way more interesting than this piece of shit now my problems with the movie itself it has no real structure I mean it basically goes and then he did this and then he did this and then yeah. he did this and then he did this At the end isn't that great oh yeah i baseball <laughs> yay baseball. <laughs> It doesn't make it for a fun film. It doesn't, I mean, you guys, you can find Warner Brothers themselves plucked out the scenes where he heals children, and they've titled them on YouTube, Babe Ruth Heals Yet Another Child. (laughs) Because they know how awful this movie is and unrealistic Mm -hmm. it is. Now here's the thing. You're right. The Babe Ruth in this movie has nothing, and I'll tell you why. It's because it's William Bendix literally playing an imbecile, a good-natured imbecile, Mm -hmm. while other people tell him who he is and what he should do. If it's not coming from Doctor Matthias, then it's coming from Claire. If it's not coming from Claire, and the rest of the people are seemingly just there to talk about how great he is. Yeah, that's it. If that interests you in a movie, please go right ahead. But if you're not interested in in that, then still if from this movie altogether, I know there's a morbid curiosity. Okay, I hadn't seen this movie either. I'd seen little clips, right? But this movie is awful. It's awful from a historic perspective. It's awful from a screenwriting perspective. The rest of the stuff, I wasn't looking. I didn't expect there to be good cinematography in this. No. I didn't. I mean, there are parts of this movie that feel real cheap. You know, they really the disservice the, that they have here is they never really show just how. Fucking popular Babe Ruth was at the height of his career. The closest we get is a bunch of children hanging around him as he's going to a restaurant. When in truth, he couldn't go anywhere. Right, not without huge numbers of people. Just you know, just he's surrounded by huge numbers of fans. Right. Yeah. And they. Do, I don't think they had the budget for it. Also, <laughs> they wanted to make him a little bit more humble. Right. They wanted. Yeah. He, and that's the thing. The dude has no flaws. He gets drunk once and wears a Santa costume. That's the worst flaw he has in this movie.
1: <laughs> that's his low point.
0: <laughs> his other quote-unquote flaws is that he just cares for the fans too much. Which wasn't a fucking thing. And and that sometimes I'll forget about baseball to help a sick dog or tell Johnny that he's going to get better or whatever. The, the closest thing we have to a realistic aspect of that is that through no action of his own, he says, hiya, kid, to a kid that's laying down in a car, and the kid stands up, right? <laughs> as far as the babe is concerned, he doesn't care about it later, and he, Yeah, he and, and
1: it means nothing to him.
0: That's as close as we get to the real babe Ruth. He would have gone, oh, that's, yeah, whatever.
1: Oh, I healed him, huh?
0: How about that? Take, take your top off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me see what you got under uh, there.
0: I don't feel like it. I'm Babe Ruth. Take your top off. See, this is what I'm talking about. Steve still wants Babe to not be as bad as I know he was.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll never know now because everybody is dead. That's true. So I didn't like it. I didn't like it as a baseball movie because there's no baseball in it. They kind of just said, oh, he did this and this and this and this and baseball. And the rest of it is just boring. Shh, just bo- It's just bad. It's bad, guys. <laughs> so... Not classic, Steve. I mean, it, it, does it deserve his reputation?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's a it's terrible, a terrible
0: movie. movie, guys. It's a terrible, terrible movie. Don't see it. And now's the time where we... Rec- Excuse me, mm-hmm. I'm drunk on power. Would you <laughs> recommend a movie? <laughs> Steve? Yeah. Do you have a movie that you would like to recommend? For the- I, I do,
1: as a matter of fact, I do have a movie I'd like to recommend. Um, <laughs> I am going to recommend another film, That is a completely fictionalized, whitewashed version of the story of Babe Ruth's life. The big big difference between the movie we just reviewed and the movie I'm going to recommend is the actor portraying Babe Ruth is a lot more convincing okay and that is because the actor portraying Babe Ruth in the film I am recommending is Babe Ruth what <laughs> there's there's a silent film from 1920. oh my God that still survives that you can watch on YouTube uh-huh starring Babe Ruth called Head and Home <laughs> that is the film I am recommending Babe actually made a couple of silent films during his life the other one the, the more hey, famous babe? the more famous one is called uh, uh, babe comes home that was actually made in 1927 but is a lost film nobody knows and there are no copies of it as far as we know surviving but head and home survives it was made in 1920 babe's Uh first year with the yankees so not only is it just fun to watch if you're like a baseball fan it's it's an interesting sort of historical artifact because this was made before he hit 60 home runs before he won the world series with the yankees he had won the world series with the red sox but but even at this relatively early point in his career he was still such a phenomenon that he gets a movie made about his life where he gets to play himself. And on on the Wikipedia page, they have an image of one of the promotional posters for it. And it's Babe, like a drawing of of him at bat about to hit the ball. And right next to him is the number 54, because that was the year that he hit 54 home runs, which at the time was thought of as the unbreakable record. And then the year after that, he hit 59. And then a few years later, he hit 60. Um, So that was like the marketing. This movie was released right at the end of that 1920 season when he he hit the 54 home runs and it's not a good movie so much it's even more romanticized and fictionalized than the babe ruth story to, so it's to, well,
0: not much to the babe ruth story in 1920
1: well i well it it, it deals with his his growing up his childhood which is uh-huh. which is completely fictionalized in, right. this, in this movie he grows up like on a farm <laughs> 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 with, <laughs> he grows up in this this rural small town <laughs> with a, a loving family, right? Uh-huh. As opposed to growing up in Baltimore, the son yeah. of an abusive saloon keeper, right? Um, and and then he, you know, he's uh, like a baseball prodigy. And there's there's even a scene that was later. I didn't even know this until now, but this it was referenced in The Natural, where Babe actually carves his own bat out of a tree. <laughs> So it's <laughs> it's definitely like a mythologizing thing, just oh like my
0: God. just
1: like the Babe Ruth story. But it's actually interesting to watch. It's only an hour long, and it's it's fascinating because it's the actual Babe Ruth playing this completely made up bullshit version of himself, right? <laughs> right at sort of the beginning of what would eventually become his his um, incredible, almost unimaginable level of of fame. So that is the movie I'm recommending. If you don't like the Babe Ruth story, because it's just a boring movie about Babe Ruth that's full of shit. I recommend you watch *Heading Home, which is a much shorter movie about Babe Ruth that is even more deliriously full of shit <laughs> than the Babe Ruth story, but is interesting to watch because uh... it's the real Babe Ruth. So there you go.
0: All right. Well, you guys know that I like to recommend a film from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's 1948. And I wasn't going to find another baseball movie that I liked. (laughs) So I decided to just choose a movie that I liked that was from 1948. And so I have decided to recommend the classic Italian neorealistic film, Bicycle Thieves, directed by Vittoria De Sica. Have you ever seen that?
1: I have not. Go see it. I want to.
0: It is considered one of the greatest movies ever made, regardless of country. And um, it's basically about this father and son, but it's about this family and the father whose uh, delivery job relies on a bicycle. He has his bicycle stolen. Simple plot. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Um, I'm not going to give away what happens or what's going, what goes on in the movie, but I'm going to tell you, please, please, please see it. It is one of the most beautiful films ever made. It is gloriously shot. Um, and the acting performances are fantastic. And um, boy, oh boy, did I need that after this fabricated <laughs> fake thing that we just watched.
1: Ugh. Mm-hmm.
0: So go see it. Bicycle Thieves. Steve?
1: Yes. Yes, my friend. It's time. Oh, boy. Okay.
0: It's time for you to make a terrible choice. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) I have two movies picked A or B. You must pick one for our next review, Steve. Okay. Okay. (sighs) A. A. Okay. Hey, guys. So, you want to know what movie we're going to review next? Steve just made the selection blindly. So, yes. if you don't like it, you can blame him, but I don't think you're going to you're <laughs> going to disagree with this selection. We're going back to Steven Spielberg.
1: Ooh, cool. Okay.
0: And we're going to take a look at his homage, well, his and George Lucas's homage to the classic adventure serials. Ooh. The movie we're going to review next is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, now we're talking. That's right, baby. So if you want to get all the jokes, and there's going to be lots of them, <laughs> and please.
1: We're not going to make fun of Raiders of the Lost Ark, are we? Watch
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Steve dodged a bullet, because if he had selected B, it would have been West Side Story.
1: Oh. Da-da-da-da-da.
0: And we all know how much Steve likes musicals.
1: da 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 da
0: Especially musicals based off of Shakespeare plays.
1: Yeah. They said, you know what would make Shakespeare better? If we add songs.
0: And racial disharmony.
1: And racial disharmony. What if <laughs> Romeo and Juliet was like a racial thing?
0: Yeah, that would be great.
1: Okay, sure, let's do so it. So we're
0: going to make it about a black gang and a white gang? Oh, well, wait a minute, buddy. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: <sighs> oh, we're going to make them Puerto Ricans. We're going to make sure a white woman is cast as the lead Puerto Rican role. Got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, we're not doing that one. We're doing Raiders of the Lost Raiders Arc. of the
1: Lost Ark.
0: Okay, that's it for late seating. This has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week.
1: And this has been Steve Shives. Hiya, kid!
0: <laughs> Hiya, babe! What you doing with that naked woman over your shoulder? Oh, she nothing. don't seem to want
1: to go into that hotel room with you. We're just gonna go talk baseball. Hey, babe, can you cures me? Come I've here. got crazy teeth. Yeah. And my eyes are in
0: backwoods. Yeah, let me... Let the babe just lay hands on you.
1: There we go. Ow! Ow! I'm just just pinching your ear a little. Please stop. Oh, no, don't do that. Just hold still. Ow! I feel worse now. I'm going to knock those teeth straight.
0: Oh, no. Ow, my blood hurts. Please stop, babe. Oh, could
1: you take the cigar out of your
0: mouth? (laughs) There you go,
1: Junior. There you go. Hey, don't forget to tell your friends. You met the great Babe Ruth. (laughs) That's right. Another satisfied customer. Can
0: you put my mom down? (laughs) Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at wwwpatreoncom listen. And thanks for listening.